I'm trying to think what the first social media I had was, and I think it was called Live Journal, and I still have a Live Journal. But when, but it's what's weird now is like when you go on, I do visit Live Journal. It's like an internet ghost town because people I knew then have st- their, their accounts are still live, but the last post will have been in nine, uh, 2002 or 2003 or something like that, or sometimes as late as 2009. But I still post on it, and I know there's not going to be any interaction, but it's so weird looking at those internet ghost towns. And I think the next one was MySpace. And then I remember that moment, that that Facebook moment. So what I'm, where I'm going with this is, like, when we talk about abuses online, it's because we initially you're sort of in a network of people that share you share interests with so i'd share i'd I'd look up gender issues i'd look up and it was so like when i think about it now it was so kind of tame and 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 pleasant a pleasant land a green and pleasant land of internet where you you could you could have there would be proper like peer-reviewed information you could read about gender studies it wasn't so much opinion singular opinion based you know, you you so you, so anyway. That's that's how I felt about it. Then I, maybe did you I'm have a MySpace account? Did you have one of those? I did have a MySpace, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I had a I had a Twitter back then as well, but I didn't stick to Twitter. I think I was a bit more. So it's a good job you doing all the talking at the beginning because my microphone was glitched. Um, it's working now apparently. So hi guys, if you chat, let's yeah. just say hello so- to some of our people chatting. Who have we got there? Mi- we got Critical Cupcake. Somebody called Miss Frida Wallace. Um, <laughs> That's me. Who else is on there? Le Soir Boutique. Ah, is yes. that how you say it? Is it? Is it uh, <laughs> I, we, we had trouble pronouncing We had this problem this. last time, didn't we? It was... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. It was we get it. Le Soir. Boutique. Yeah. Durham Red just popped on. Hi, yeah. That's uh, Lindsay. Um, I wonder if Roger's going to come. Yeah, in. where's Roger? He's been missing an action. No, well, I think he's gay. Yeah. So anyway, what were we talking? If you've if you've only just heard me rambling, on, we talked well, we talked about the 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 name of the podcast today is manipulation and and the progression of abuse. And Frida's been talking about the internet, so I don't know I don't know what the connection is, but no, no. On. What I'm saying what I'm saying is the the early days of social media interaction were quite pleasant. They were. They were kind of, it, it was the wild west of the of the internet well, wasn't yeah, it, but, back then when everybody it, first started getting on and connecting. Well, that's what I'm saying. Even though there was less rules about what you could or couldn't say, yeah. and pretty much pretty much anything was permissible. You were actually connecting with people through your interests. Yeah. And yeah. you and and random people wouldn't come into those spaces because they were like news groups and forums and things like that so you had to have things because it that's more like real life to me that's like because if you go and say you went into a public space you wouldn't just start shouting at random people you wouldn't start get well, well you, you might would. get you might well, you might get you might get a megaphone and, yeah and you saying, do that all the time you get your megaphone and you you start shouting at people in the street <laughs> with your megaphone i've seen you do it much stuff but what 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 I'm saying is, like, if you if you go to a meeting or you go to a club or you go to a thing, you know you're going into a space where, generally speaking, you're going to be meeting people on the same kind of level or wavelength yeah. as you. But but that's what the internet, that's what it felt. I mean, it might be rose to you, And you're comparing it to how it feels now. <laughs> yeah, so now when you go on Twitter, it feels like, oh, right, okay, maybe it's like you walked do... into hell or something. <laughs> It feels it's like pretty, I, it's it, pretty toxic at the moment. It feels like I've walked into a zoo with a backpack full of food, and <laughs> everybody wants a bit, and uh, and then you've got to sort of fight your way through. It's like an obstacle course rather than a yeah a, an enriching experience. So I think I think when we were, when we were discussing this episode, we were kind of talking about in terms of manipulation. It was it was like how the pre- how the press manipulate things, how politics politicians manipulate things. Right wing well, yeah. nut jobs, you know, turfs, gender crits, well, same thing as nut jobs. Um, and it's like kind of that that drip, drip, drip of you know manipulating every every kind of story that comes out to match their agendas. You know, we've seen this more and more recently in terms of how you know politicians are using trans people as the the wedge issue. Um, you know, the the, the culture wars. 
So, mm. you know, that's that's kind of what we were talking about, how how those groups, how those people manipulate the news and then how yeah. that feeds into like the abuse that we receive on things like Twitter and Facebook and all those things. And that progression, you know, somebody might start doing something really mild and that eventually it progresses up to the point where, you know, people are getting death threats. And we've seen that this week. Yeah. So how does yeah. somebody go from just being, you know, just another person on Twitter to someone who's like joined a right wing group and is sending death threats? You know, well, it's, how does it's, that happen? Um, how do, what is that progression? It's not well, what it is. It's kind of like a snowball. It's like everything is a meme now on the Internet. So if you if, if enough people start to share this thing as a negative thing, it, it builds and builds and builds and it keeps going. And then it, it, it starts to collect worse and worse elements. And before you know it, there, there are people in that hate campaign who would definitely would do something like send a death threat. And, and that's just a matter of numbers you know is that, like, is, you, do you think that's part partly to do the fact that there's no consequences yeah probably I mean, you if, know, you, but, if you do something on twitter which is threatening to somebody i mean what happens to you you might get a ban for a few days or a month or something yeah, yeah. but, but is, are the police going to get involved probably not but we know that we know there are people on twitter who say a lot of the, a lot oh i'm getting death threats you shouldn't be doing but the, but they're, they're not getting death threats what they're getting a lot nine times out of ten when somebody's saying they're getting death threats they're just getting twitter snarking now i'm yeah. not saying there's ever any excuse for for being horrible to somebody directly and saying you should do this you should be that nobody should ever do that but somebody turning up at a place of work or somebody's office and giving them a letter and that that's full of disgusting that's a different level that means somebody yeah. knows where that's targeting you that's what malicious communicate the malicious communications laws i've learned this because of some i've had to deal with the, the 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 laws that the police go by with malicious communications go back to people sending letters phone calls it's, they've had to catch up with the internet but there's so many people and so many anonymous people like the 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 police can't they can't track it they can't even track it so the difference now is like i think i was going to say like this idea of death threats is sometimes used duplicitously i think it's like to try and to try and make you make certain people do it to, to look like the victim i've seen a lot of people do it and it, it kind of rolls off the tongue like I've had a death threat. But what it what it might probably means to that in in reality is some anonymous troll has sent them a DM or sent them a tweet that is horrible. I'm not saying it's you know you should never do it. Obviously, it's not because I've had it. But I I would never stand up and say I've had a death threat. I bet some idiot on Twitter. Yeah, there's a big said, difference between somebody saying something on Twitter. Mm. You know, compared to receiving a letter directly at your home address, you know, which has yeah. a proper written death threat in it. I mean, that there's a big difference there. Huh? I'm not oh, sure yeah, whether yeah. police would draw the line. I mean, one's definitely, you know, death but threat, needs, malicious does, communication. The other one is, I don't know what it is. Is it trolling? I, I don't know. Yeah, don't know you... but the, but but there's a balance here, isn't there? Because I I am somebody that I'm not somebody that believes in censorship, right? I'm not. I think I think there should. When the government starts to get involved and say, right, we're going to put these restrictions on this, restri I, I, that really makes me nervous. And that's and and sometimes that's the price we pay for safety. Like it's like, do you want all? Do you want a total freedom of expression? Yes, but do do you want to have to deal with people that are malicious? No. Now, where is that? Where does that balance lie? Because some people's tolerance for abuse is more than others like i think i'm pretty tough right but i've had i've had stuff sent to me i've had stuff done to me that i i know if i dwelled on it it would you know affect me in in mentally in a yeah, negative and if that, way now if that happened to somebody who's not used to it yeah exactly would be even greater i mean you're probably exactly. getting used to it aren't you i mean i noticed no, I, I noticed india willoughby's you know she's had some threats this week but she, you know, even her, she she was saying like she's kind of got used to the abuse on that she receives on a daily yeah. basis. Um, Durham just and said it's kind of it's, it's escalated to this point where she's getting you know serious threats now. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, Durham yeah. has just said the Malicious Communication Act is a very serious legislation. It is. Can be it is. And I'm not I'm not playing down anything. What but what the point I was trying to make was that in when I was younger, there was no politicians didn't go on the internet. It, they had they hadn't discovered the power of it yet. And and there was not because I was 16, 17, and I was going into a space, but anything could have been on there. If if somebody had chose to put anything on there, they could have, but they chose not to because there weren't arseholes yeah, that were on it. I mean, you're talking about the innocent days of when the internet first started. Yes. Where, so, so, you know, so, so, where people enjoyed it and it was like so, a freedom. So does it not feel like there are certain people that haven't yet got used to this idea that you have got a free platform? Probably. So obviously their instinct is, it's like, do you know when you're sometimes watching the telly and you shout at the telly and you, you, that's what people used to do. So, but now the tally shouts back, right? So you, you can have an opinion and send it to somebody yeah. you've seen on the telly, right? But but because we've not been able to do that for the like for a long like it's it's very recent. I mean, I say I say recent. It's been twenty years now. We've had the access to like this kind of communication, but like I say, less time in in a, in on Twitter because there are people on the internet now. Like it's getting to that point where they've never had that voice, so, so that their instinct is, it's like you're a child. You, they might they might be mature people, but because because they've never had this voice before, and suddenly they're given that platform, they've regressed to being a child again because it's suddenly the, the floodgates are open. You can say it what you want. So you're the first thing is to say the most abhorrent, you know, get it off your chest. Uh, it's like a it's like a therapy to vent at people, and I think we're still in a sort of adolescence of the internet. Do you know that's what it feels like? It's like, um, the discourse is childish. It's stupid. Nobody's really learning anything. You're just battling with each other every day. There are some amazing accounts online. Let's not let's not discount that. I mean, the the, the access to information is absolutely amazing. What people have now. But like, yeah. what 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 I would say is like, if you if you wanted to, you could look up pretty much anything you want. You could learn how to do anything through YouTube. You could learn how to do anything. You could you could find any pretty much apart from stuff that's in the official secrets act. You could probably find out pretty much anything. Right, but what do find people, out too. But what do people actually do online? Right, they go on Twitter. They go on Facebook. And they just absorb what is being said. Instead of instead of being a channel where you go out into it yeah. and search, it they, they, it's something coming into them all the time. Okay, so, let's let's just look at a recent issue in the UK that was yeah. manipulated and turned into something much bigger than it should have been. I mean, you remember you remember that company called Cambridge Analytica? Oh yeah, and all about Cambridge. And you've heard of Brexit, right? Okay. Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So the way the way that company, uh, Cambridge Analytica, influenced the U.S. elections and Brexit by manipulating, you know, how they targeted people on Twitter and other social yeah. media. You know, I I believe that there's a, somewhere out there there's probably a company or an organization similar to that doing the same thing with the transgender issue. Oh, of course, they're called bot farms. Yeah, so whoever's you know, right. it might it might just be individuals. It might be organised. I suspect it's organised at some level somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised if we come across another Cambridge Analytica one day um, that's doing the same thing that was done for Brexit and the US election, well, but doing it towards you know transgender people, well, transgender uh, rights. So well, you know, be, well, this is you, what I'm you saying. Look at the way like, it's going. That's how it feels at the moment. So I would I would posit this thesis. Because have, right? have you ever noticed when you're on something like Instagram and you and you're looking at reels, and you start looking at the same kind of reels, like the certain reels you like, you start getting more and more of those reels. You know, if you like yeah. looking at car yeah, crashes, or something, you'll keep getting car crash videos. <laughs> yeah, etc. If you if you like whatever this, it is you want to look you at, might, if you like this, if you, you like might this, like you that. like that. Yeah. So that's the algorithm yeah. in the background working yeah. on what you like and what you look at to give you more of it. You know, that's, exactly. pretty, much, well, that's pretty much what Cambridge Analytica weaponized and used against Brexit and the US election. So, you know, the same thing's happening with trans rights, I believe. It's being weaponized in that way. Well, uh, you'll, it, know, but... 
I know for a fact that when I look at my trending on Twitter, it's tail it's not what is trending. It's not like the most popular things that are trending in the world. It's the stuff that's been algorithmically chosen for me. Yeah. Because that's why certain people, certain things are always trending, like trans so it things. Am it amplifies it amplifies the yeah, experience. Yeah. So so it so there's there's that. Uh, but also like going back to Brexit and Cambridge Analytica, we know. I know I talk about it a lot, but 55 Tufton Street, Dominic yeah, Cummings. Yeah, that will be my Michael, suspect number one. Michael Gove was, and, and Dominic Cummings were the architects of that, you know, uh, and Cambridge Analytica. They were all. They, I'm not sure they were involved what, in that, but it was all related to, you know, what was no, going on all, with Nigel Farage they, and all that lot at the time. They absolutely were involved in that. And they used. They, Nigel Farage was just a stooge for them because they knew they could piggyback on the popularism of Nigel Farage. Nigel Farage to them was was like well, a I think we're speculating when we say that they were involved with Cambridge Analytica. I don't know if they were, but well, it's it, I'll, 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 there's an article by Byline Times, and if you search Cambridge Analytica, it'll bring up uh, Alex Phillips, Belinda DeLucy, Michael Gove. And and those people that went to Brussels, I mean, they definitely benefited from it. Yeah, but what do, you know, Martin Daubney, What do those people have in common? They were all part of the campaign for Brexit, mm -hmm. and in and in government now, in Suella Breverman, I don't think Nadine Dorez is still there, but she was. You know, all those people were there because Boris needed to create a situation where he would not be fought on anything he, he, they were just yes people that he put in place and that's what create that's what so it's all it's it is algorithmic but it's also by design because algorithms are designed so um yeah so i think you know the point i'm making is that all this was organized and it was done in such a way that it persuades people to believe a certain thing you know it, it, in those mm. cases they we were we were kind of taught by Cambridge Analytica that we need to hate immigrants that we need to yeah you know, yeah well that's things that are bad about Europe there was a big list of things that they were constantly oh yeah definitely talking about that was in the news that was in social media and those are all the things that people like Nigel Farage were talking about so mm. it was kind of like let's influence the population to hate Europe you know to hate mm. the EU and then when it mm. comes to the referendum you know your vote's pretty much guaranteed. I mean, it was a very close yeah. end, but it was definitely influenced by all that. And I believe also, the same thing's going on now with trans rights because we are being weaponized yeah, by definitely. political forces. And you know, yeah. So because we it, need to kind of understand how do we how do we resist that? How do we what, what can we put in place to negate well, we the effects of that? It's, it's very difficult to fight me, it. This is this is what makes me laugh when people talk about a trans lobby. Because they think Stonewall is a trans lobby. They think mermaids are a trans. They're not a lobby. They're just people that are trying to do something good in the world, right? Now, they have a lot of flaws, and we've talked about this before. I'm not going to get into that now. But when people talk about lobby groups, we're talking about groups like, you know, uh, the New Culture Forum. These are massively multi-million dollar funded groups yeah. that will that can fund people like Cambridge Analytica. And imagine if if there was a trans lobby group that had that kind of money, we'd be funding an algorithm that put happy, positive trans stories in, Maybe in that's the what algorithm. We should create up. A, we should create but, an organization. But, but this, but this is my this is my proposal, right? So if we start collecting positive stories, collecting because because obviously. We can't ignore the news. We're talking about stuff that's happening in politics. So it's we're not going to ignore it and just start being all like, oh, let's ignore that and just put all the happy stuff. But let's do an experiment. Like every trans person on Twitter post a positive story about a trans woman and see if we can tip the algorithm. Now, I don't think it would because actually tra tra this is... Well, it's paid for adverts as well. You know, exactly. these organisations have we don't have We don't have the voice. social let medias, which are... Written yeah. in such a way to look very subtle, but they're worded in such a way to, you know, that's mm. how it makes you think. 
but it might not ever work for us because we're not like as 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 a group of people we're always going to be small minority it's like in uh, in terms in terms of civil rights and ethnic minorities and things like that you've had, you had a a black civil rights movement because that was in certain cities that was a large population they could they come out on the streets and but it's good to see when trans and this is why we need cis allies this is why we need you know, people to support us who, who understand the issue. You don't have to be trans to understand that if you support us, that improves everybody's life. It's like I always say, a high tide lifts all boats. So by supporting trans rights, you're actually improving rights for other people and other minorities because if you have a, if you have a positive, inclusive uh, outlook then you'll see other issues in the same way. If you're constantly like, oh, this is a threat. We don't want immigrants because they're going to they, they're gonna cause yeah. problems. It's like if everything's a negative issue, you just, every, t- every time you see a minority issue, you're going to think, oh, no, that's, that's that they're getting something I'm not, I, I need to protect my, and I think, it, and a lot of times it comes down to economic downturn as well, because in, always in times of economic hardship, people start looking at what they've got and thinking, oh, God, uh you know, they they become isolationist and protectionist and nationalistic. You're always going to get that, and I think we're in one of those periods where where you know, I, people are fighting over tomatoes for God's sake. I don't know. <laughs> Weird, isn't it? There's no tomatoes people, in the supermarkets you know, you in know England. What? I, yeah, I if you bought, go over to Europe, the shelves are full of them. I'll tell you what. I bought some tomatoes today, and I was looking over my you shoulder. Should be careful. You're going to get mugged. I was looking at my shoulder, and I thought, if this woman says, "Look, trans women are taking trans my, women taking the tomatoes, toma- taking your tomato, yeah, we're not having any of this." Oh <laughs> the God. trans lobby, the trans lobby are making salads behind our backs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't joke. Well, Somebody might of, pick up on that's that. That's the kind of that's the same thinking. That goes on in people's minds when, because you know when there was that shortage of HRT patches and and well, I mean this a lot of this is tied into you know Brexit shortages and the fact that it's now difficult to import stuff into the UK from Europe. I'll tell you and, what, and to be honest, a lot of companies in Europe are probably thinking, oh, I don't, why should I export to Britain? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's too hard. Well, cupcakes saying what Stonewall doing? Well, that's a problem because we had a bit of a discussion about this, and I was like, what are Stonewall doing? Why aren't they funding things like this? Well, but they do, they do, they do. To, but they, they're they're such a big organisation. They have to work with the government that is in power. So they're very, they're very, they're walking on eggshells all the time. So they can, they can, you know, retain that power. It's like that, that's why it's bad. They're like a monopoly, aren't they? It's like when, like when I've worked with the LGBT Foundation in Manchester compared to Stonewall. They're like a drop in the ocean, but it's more of a community thing, and that's. I mean, Stonewall is your Europe's biggest organisation, isn't it? For it's it's huge, yeah. LGBT yeah. rights. But you see, what we need is less big organisations and more small communities. So, if you live in a city, find that organisation. Yeah, like the grass, the grassroots. Yeah, stuff there will be make one. A bigger... Right difference yeah yeah so 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 find that okay like even if it's just a, a club that meets in a church hall or in a library try to support that because that is where the activism is going to come from really okay so let, let's just try a little experiment here you're let i'm, I'm going to use your mum for this experiment frida <laughs> mom because no, you don't you know you don't have to bring her in but so she's shouting me back no mom i was only joking but <laughs> So, yeah. sorry. So your your mum, right, and a lot of mums out there, a lot of people out there who don't live, you know, they're not trans themselves. They don't live with the abuse. They're probably not on Twitter. They're probably, you know, not fully aware of what's going on. So when they hear something on, I don't know, LBC or yeah, GB News, some anti-trans themed story. How do they? How do they kind of understand and react to that? Do they think, "Oh yeah, this is reasonable"? Yeah. Yes. What well, those trans people? They're terrible, aren't they? You have so it's no like way. it's like how do you how do you get through to somebody who doesn't really know about the issues, mm-hmm. doesn't really understand the issues, and yet is being fed this constant supply of negative stories to try and persuade them to think in a certain way, a bit like Brexit again. You know how do you how do you take that person and say, look, all this stuff that you're receiving is flavored in a certain way. It's being yeah. fed to you by the machine, so you need to you what? need to stop stop consuming it. 
think for yourself yeah and go listen to some trans people instead i mean how how do we do that it's interesting because turn the tv like, off for your mum my my mum watches all those kind of daytime tv shows you know jeremy vine so hang on critical cupcake has to run so okay bye it's for, for now. now thanks for thanks for coming <laughs> and um what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, my mum watches those, and I've had I've had rows with my mum. Like, or sometimes my mum buys the Daily Mail, and I'm like, Mum, why are you buying this? But you know, she doesn't really take it seriously. It's like that—that's the point of. Yeah, this is the thing; of... they don't take it seriously. It's just and another you, article in a newspaper. My, oh, yeah, my okay. mum's my mum's got the unique perspective of knowing me and me being trans. So she yeah. Only so your seen... mum's probably probably one of those people who actually understands a lot of the issues because of you. But somebody who yeah. doesn't have a trans daughter yeah. or trans son or, you know, isn't really involved in anything that goes on, how are mm. they influenced? How how do you how do you stop them from being kind of influenced by these stories? I mean, all you have to do is we look can't... at what's going on in Scotland with this, you know, trans prisoners thing. You know, that's yeah, influencing a... a lot of minds negatively because they're hearing all the negative sides of the story. They're not hearing our side. Yeah, it's a really good point you make there because the media... We, we, I mean, you can always say you can turn the TV off or you can step away from the media is everywhere. But it's not. It, it's not like it's. It's in the psyche. It's on the it's, radio. It's, it's, it's on the it's TV. Sort of like, it's on the internet. It's a, it's, wherever it's, you look, a, you'll come across it. It's, it's a kind of digital miasma that, yeah. that infects everything. Yeah. And uh, and what it does is it 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 like when I, when I ask him my mom, but you know the story of Brianna Jai, she didn't know she was trans. And the reason she didn't, my mum didn't know, is because they didn't mention it on the news. Now they did eventually. Well, some did, some right? didn't. Yeah. And what annoyed me today was that um, was it yesterday? There was a question brought up in Parliament about uh, Brianna about a you know posthumous GRC, I think it was, and also can we was that in Parliament support- today? Yeah, that, no, that was in, um, in Prime Minister's... I oh, know that might have been today, actually. Or was it Prime it, Minister's it wasn't, question time on... Was it no, it wasn't, it, was, it wasn't mentioned in Prime Minister's question. It was, I think it was today. And anyway, Rishi says, he got a name wrong for a start. He yeah, called her Rihanna. Called her Rihanna. And then he looks at Suella Braverman and and suggests that she goes to Warrington. I said, if you so send she, her... She's going to be the one sent to Warrington to yeah. appease the people. Can you imagine anybody worse than Suella Braverman? being sent to Warrington to appease the trans community. She's like the absolute last person you need to send to Warrington at the moment. I mean, it's horrible. That, but Rishi, is, Rishi hasn't got a clue, has he? He doesn't even understand this story. He lives but in his little... He doesn't even get the name right. How on earth can you not... As a but, prime minister, how can you not get the name right of a major but, story like that? It's like, oh, my God. We can't expect politicians to know everything. But when a young girl... You, they get 16... briefed on these questions. They're not walking in there blind. Yeah, he, he knows know, that I, name is Brianna. I know what you're saying. And uh, and he, he should know. But this is the climate we live in, isn't it? Because they... Like, doesn't even apologise for it. Nobody, even... nobody, nobody stops him and says, oh, it's Brianna, by the way. This should actually be a turning point with that hey, story. That that should make them all sit up and listen. But it's not going to... It's not going to be. It's just because the... The, the media don't want it to be a story. If this was any other Well, you've story, got the whole I mean, media. Everybody, everything's set up to perpetuate the stories that they're doing at the moment and the way they're doing them. You know, it's all set up to follow the narratives that they want to follow. They're I not going to suddenly there's... change it just like that because of us. No, no, but they they, they uh, del- deliberately play it down and they... Well, yeah, I mean, look at... I mean, you, you, it's bad what's happened, but look, look at what happens in the States... You know, there's hundreds of people killed, not just one. Yeah. And they don't do anything I mean, They just make it worse and worse. And they're bringing out more and more laws in places like Texas and southern states, you know, against trans. Yeah. It's, it's just nonstop. Well, the trans issue has become the political issue of the time because it it's it's allowed certain commentators a way in. To, it's a way in. It's a. It's like a. It's a wedge issue, isn't it? And, it's a, an easy target. And even though, and even though they do hate all the LGBT spectrum, and they're they're also racist a lot of the time, and they're also very bigoted in lots of other ways, the media will let them have this platform. Uh, hating trans, they, they don't say they hate. They always have some like concern. 
for children or they have some concern for women's rights. But we know, obviously, that's a complete lie. They're just using that to, to get a platform. And uh, there are many people willing to give them that and people you would not expect like to do that. People like I've seen things on telly where I think, you know, if this was, you know, if you were talking about the gay issue in this way, if you were talking, if you were calling it the gay issue, if you were talking it, talking about it in that way, we're not a trans issue with people. Just because we're trans, we're not. There are issues, there are problems, and and there are medical and all sorts of things. But if you say it's almost, it's almost other people say a trans problem. Because that's the way it's put across to the public. What are we going to do about this? Like it's like a problem. I, there's there's yeah. no there's no in there's no intrinsic thing that's a problem about being trans. It's just the society that makes it that way. So it's like uh, imagine, you know, like like when when children get asked questions at school. There's always this. There's always this implication that children are being forced to to learn something. They're not. What's happening is children ask questions because children are naturally curious, and some children will grow up to be, you know, trans or and they'll they'll know that they've got a. So they'll know that they're gay from quite an early age sometimes. So when children ask those questions, you've got to have a library, and you've got to have the knowledge to be able to answer those questions honestly. Because if the people answering those questions for those children are people that want to shame them and make them feel guilty or wrong, that is going to have a really da lasting, damaging mental effect, and it's going yeah. to turn those people. You know, it, it, I mean, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating when I say people commit suicide over this kind of thing, and if you don't have teachers that are empathetic. Sometimes the teacher is your only port of call or your social worker or your youth worker or your community leader. And if they if those people are not allowed to communicate, like that Section 28 thing, if that th there are people that want Section 28. Yeah, they want it back. I know. They want it back. And that's, that's what they're campaigning for. The trans bit is just the... Uh, the bottle cap, you know, for that. Yeah. So that's that. It gets it drives so, you me know, insane. Our Sunday show, we normally go through the news. I've I've been saving up this week's headlines. I'm not going to go through the news now, but just to give you an idea, I'll just read out some of the headlines here. Um, so Brianna Vigil played, uh, pelted with homophobic abuse by thugs in balaclavas. Oh, God, LGBTQ asylum seekers reveal traumatizing treatment by Tory government. I'm living in fear. Mm. Um, Rihanna Vigil, UK, a dangerous country to be trans, same mourners of slain schoolgirl. Um, Brianna, trans girls' tragic killing should be wake up call to politicians, minister says. Peter Thatchell on his brutal 1983 bid to become Britain's first out gay MP. Um, Conversion therapy victims told to buy a rugby shirt to turn straight. Um, well, that, that there was know, a, that's just a few. There, were, there was abuse that end of life hospice care like, failing trans and non-binary people. Yeah, you know that's just a, that's just a small selection of what I've kind of seen. Mm. Just this week, that's just this. It's that's just since Sunday. So, so we are definitely seeing an escalation in the the rhetoric and the the stuff that's aimed at us. Now, now is that because we're living in a less the, the society is becoming less tolerant, or is it because the media is filling this that my what I spoke about before that that thing that sort of exists in the air that negative miasma that exists in the air. Yeah, that negative miasma yeah, is it, it's feeding. So, so what one thing that interested me this last week and the, perhaps the week before was, um, you know that Hogwarts game that came out. Oh God, no! The way that was oh, yes. promoted, the way, part of the. I mean, why of, why did it even get that kind of promotion? You know, well, and there's loads of now. games that come out. <laughs> go on, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm a gamer. There's loads of games that come out which get pretty much zero attention. This well, one comes game... out; it's all over the press. The way that game was promoted, part of its marketing was this trans 
anti-trans debate and yeah. and there was there were very high up twitch streamers who were playing that off against each other now yeah. they, the, the marketing people of that game know That's exactly the marketing people because yeah, they matter. know they play into it and they don't care about young trans people or people coming out as trans or anything but if you think about what happened with brianna jai and think about oh why are kids doing this why if, why are 16 year olds doing this oh it's because well if you're going to release a computer game and part of the, the marketing for it is one side of people hating another side of people then maybe that filters down a little bit into their minds just a guess you know what i mean it's not coming out yeah. of nowhere is it <laughs> you know what i mean so every bit of the culture from tv to internet to computer video games to what comes through your phone from advertising it's wherever you look it, wherever you it's, look it's in the fabric of it's really hard to like what you're talking about my mum before she doesn't go on the well she goes on facebook to have a look at my sister's pictures of a dog yeah right? and I, she, I mean my mum my mum's the same she's in her 80s you well, know. for us for us and for younger people especially people younger than us they've never known a world without that so it's like I, I'm on TikTok, right? And when I go on TikTok, I think I'm going to bring me Zimmer frame when I come to TikTok because everybody's under 25, right? Which is great. I'm so not you're, criticizing you're the grandmother that. of TikTok. Is that but, what I'm but, saying? But what I'm saying is that what, if I'd have had that when I was 16, 17, I probably would have been on it and I probably would have been getting information from TikTok about how. So, so if you, if you are part of, you are you're plugged in, aren't you, from a very early age to negativity, also positivity, but it's not a case of balancing those two things. It's all, well, there's some, there's some good things, but but there's some bad things. No, there's bad things over there that shouldn't be there, right? We don't balance things out and then get somewhere in the middle and go, well, right, we've got a happy. You know, this, this there's kind no of, happy medium between the BBC, good and bad. The thing the BBC do, do when they always say, oh, there has to be balance. Yeah. And, you know, they, they have one yeah, trans well, person BB... on and like 10 anti-trans people on they call that balance so we we don't want to hear the negative hostile comments you know that's <laughs> not balance that's negativity well, that, that's the way the bbc do things it's like oh let's have a debate okay bbc how we're going to do it well we've got we've got a cat over here that hates dogs and a dog over here that hates cats let's put them together and see if we can come to some sort of conclusion no, that's not a debate. Entertaining that, TV. That's entertaining, but it's not. You're not going to learn anything. You're still going to leave that that arena with the same confusion that you came into it with. So that that's how those things work. But it's but it, all it's it like feeds, question, it feeds this monster term. that we're talking about. It feeds it. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting animated now. You are. But the, the, but the thing is, the the point I'm making about TikTok is this: like, are you on TikTok, Victoria? I am not on TikTok, and I won't go anywhere near right, it. Well, uh, let me tell you what TikTok's like. Imagine you're watching the telly, but every second the screen is changing to a new program. Right. So you're watching. I have seen it. Pro I, have, I do. I do you're know watching, how it works. Yeah. You're watching sixty TV programs mm. in a minute. And 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 if you if you're it's a bit like it's a bit like being on Instagram and flicking through reels. It's a bit like that. So so if your algorithm is like mine, which just shows you drag queens, beauty regimes, and um, music machines. Actually, that all rhymed. Drag queens, music machines, and beauty regimes. I'm using that anyway. <laughs> well, that's what comes up in my feed. Bringing out the poetry, in you know. Yeah. Drag queens, beauty regimes. So is this how we is this how we get you to be poetic? We we rile you up a little bit, and then you start <laughs> coming out with poetry. That's how it works. What are you drinking, by the way? Is that dandelion and burdock? It is. What's a burdock? I don't know. Does anybody <laughs> online know on the chat know what burdock is? I know what a dandelion is. I know what a dandelion is. I'm not sure it actually has a dandelion in it, but I'd like to know what a burdock. Right, is. Let's let, let's anyway. Let, let's. Let's make the let's make the internet a beautiful place, right? How are we yeah. going to do it, right? Right well, now, we're making it a beautiful place right now. Why can't it be right? We we know politics isn't working. We know that shouting about J.K. Rowling isn't working. We know that trying to get Rishi Sunak to do anything isn't working. So why don't we abandon all that? Okay, just... here's my here's my proposal: gender nebulous on all TV channels, twenty four hours a day. <laughs> I'm sure our five viewers. <laughs> will pr will promote us infinitely. I think it would work. If we were, but I think it. I mean, 
I don't think I don't think it's it's not just even if it was one if it, even if it was one YouTube channel that had a million views, you'd need more than that to change. We need, the... we need a we need a TV chat show, don't we, where we bring on guests and we talk about positive issues. Yeah, we should do we that. But 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 what I but but you see, I'm I. I always lean into comedy, and I, I like a, a laugh, and I and I, and I find it very difficult to take, you know, news seriously because I think it's because I'm I'm well, old and jaded. Nonsense. You are jaded. <laughs> I'm not You're jaded. I'm not. No, but I think I think I want to do something. I know it sounds, but you see, what when you say that, you think you think, oh, you sound all like hippie-ish and. You know, it's all hairy fairy, and it's like nobody's gonna just suddenly start. The world isn't nice, Frida. Get over it. You know what I mean? Well, why not? So I think I think we're being told burdock is a root. All mm. right, I'll get I'll, some. I have to Google that. <laughs> anyway, the shortage of tomatoes yeah, is not down to trans women; it's down to Brexit. That's the that's the takeaway from this podcast. <laughs> Yes, we are not. You know what? We are do, not responsible you know, for the do, lack of tomatoes. Even though, I'm gonna, even though the Daily Mail will tell you so, it's not trans women's fault. I've got a special card from the gender clinic that says Frida, trans woman, is is entitled to more tomatoes than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I am entitled to. Entitled now, to shut, talking about tomatoes, up. when I go shopping, I normally buy, you know, like two or three of those. What do you call them? Punnets, punnets of those yeah. like little sweet tomatoes. Those are really I nice. Theosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> so I always get like two or three of those. But the last two times I've been to Sainsbury's, there's absolutely no tomatoes. You go to Sainsbury's? Wow, yes. that's posh. I know. Well, because they get nice tomatoes, but not anymore. Well, do you know where I got my tomatoes? Go on. Outside the hospital, they've got a little fruit and veg store. We should have Yeah. Well, not free. <laughs> well, I know they're not free, but next time you go by, <laughs> let me know. Get some for me. I'm I'm out of tomatoes. I'm desperate. So I come I'm coming out of the hospital and I'm like, oh, tomatoes. Everybody <laughs> it's like just puts a Have these been, are these been nicked off off back of a lorry or something? Some, <laughs> some blokes were selling them outside the hospital. Sounds a bit Did weird. Come, I've got a prescription from the gentleman. Like, yeah, you want to buy some tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a prescription. It's like, what kind of world do we live in where tomatoes have become like a, a class A drug? I mean, what's going on there? Yeah, you've got to meet. You've got to meet dodgy characters got, on the phone. You, you've got to have like a got, tomato tomato supplier on your phone now. It's like, what's going on? I'm just looking at uh, Lesoir. I don't know if I'm saying this right. Lesoir, Bessoir, and she's like boutique. Sorry, she's saying, is there an underground Manchester radio that has not is not be we love Joy Division, Smith. Yeah, I used to listen to an underground radio station from Manchester called Sunset One or Two, and they all used right. to play all the DJ sets from '88 State and um, oh, is it the Hacienda? Yeah, that, but that I'm showing my age there because that must have been 1998. But that's that's off on a bit of a tangent. So um, on my on on my holes, yeah, fine ripened tomatoes. That's the ones I go for. Those little ones, yeah. Mm. Oh, Mihals, oh, yes. Hello, Hamihals. If anybody's got any tomatoes, please send them in, please. Yeah. Yeah. Well, imagine if it was discovered that if you ate enough tomatoes in a day, you, they had a hormone release and you, you grew big, massive tomato tits. <laughs> <laughs> melons. Those are melons, they're not tomatoes. Well, they, if, there's no shortage of melons, as far when as I know. A, when a tomato gets big enough, it becomes a melon. So next, we're going to have a melon shortage, aren't we? That's going to happen next. Talk about my melon shortage. So so far, you can't get tomatoes, you can't get cucumbers. What else can't you get? Um, Coconuts. Seeking Petrus, she's got some. <laughs> well, is it just tomatoes that we've got a shortage? No, of? it's tomatoes, there was a, cucumbers. No, I've just remembered a very important news story that oh, you've overlooked. It was a woman. She went into Aldi somewhere in Southampton yeah. and bought a tried to buy a hundred cucumbers. A hundred what? A hundred cucumbers. 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 Oh, cucumbers. Okay, yeah. A hundred. Yeah. 
And they wouldn't let her buy them because they said, yeah, you can't come in here and buy 100 cucumbers. What's she going to do with 100 cucumbers? I'm not sure I want you to answer that. <laughs> Have 100 wanks, I don't know. <laughs> what can you do with cucumbers apart from put them in a salad? Well, the thing is with cucumbers, it's like when they're clean. fresh, when they're fresh, you can you could probably get away with it. But when they soften a bit, you know, there's not enough firmness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and if you're me and you've got a bit of a recalcitrant hole. <laughs> Sorry, a what? <laughs> recalcitrant. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna have to Google that later. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad we're talking about which vegetables. Fruit and veg. That, that's we should call this the fruit and veg show. Actually, yeah. that reminds me. Anybody yeah. who's interested in fruit and veg, there's a YouTube channel called. It's related to Ingleton Pottery. So, if you look up Ingleton Pottery, the guy who runs that pottery also has a farm. Well, it's like an allotment, a small farm allotment thing, mm, where he lot. grows giant vegetables. Right, so he, he wow. grows carrots. Like How this. big? Like <laughs> gigantic a... carrots and potatoes. Grows potatoes. Does he and grow? Does he grow gigantic aubergines? He does. So <laughs> he might be a he might be a secret source of fruit and veg if we need one. Right, and it's in Ingleton where, where my mum lives. So be careful, mum. <laughs> <laughs> You know when you have those kind of like country fairs in little villages like Ingleton? Yeah. Well, I went yeah. to one last year. and Harvest Festival. Like, it was, yeah, it was like a country fair and they have like a vegetable competition and like flower arranging competitions. And you should have seen the vegetables in there. They were they were quite something to see. Mm. Well, I remember going to Harvest Festivals, you know, where they put all the veg from the allotments out on the tables and you go yeah. and win a prize. Like first prize for the giant carrots, second prize for mm. the... You know, giant yeah. tomatoes. Yeah, my giant melons would win a few prizes, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> my miniature melons, actually. <laughs> I don't think they have prizes for miniature vegetables, but anyway, yeah. Are they should. Yeah, they should. You know, could, inclusivity, you start diversity. A new, a new category there for you. Diversity is the secret weapon of all growers. Yes, Durham Red, near the caves. Yes, you're right. I'm, I'm glad that I've got a, somebody that, knows what sunset 102 is because i i just i was just looking at the chat there sorry yeah i remember um like it when when i that was gonna say now <laughs> Make enough tzatziki to drown the world yeah that's good. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk anymore about vegetables because okay. i'm not sure what how we hand. got onto this i don't know i'm not sure how remember. we got onto this am i oh no we're talking about tomatoes you know right right yeah this is what i was gonna say are you ready um, on the on the radio this morning, they were interviewing some a farmer, and they were saying the reason there's a shortage of certain vegetables. It's got it's got nothing to do with you know. Uh, they were saying it's to do with electric, the cost of electric and things like that, which it is because they they have to they, these polytunnels and all that that they used to grow things in this country. They they take loads of electric, don't they? But the market isn't willing to pay the farmer. They've got the vegetables. It's just the supermarkets are not willing to buy them at the cost that they would would make make the farmer. Yeah, they're not going to make money. Not going to make. So the money. vegetables are there rotting. Because well, the funny thing is, European shops are full of vegetables and fruit, and UK mm. isn't. So, why? we see this is why this is why people tune into the gender nebulous pocket to hear about. The supply chain of vegetables. You don't get this with Katie Montgomery, do you? You don't. You don't. So, yeah. so that... <laughs> I'm sure Katie's going to be on it though. As soon as she hears, she'll be on it. Oh, she's got an algorithm that detects the name and things. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, so, so what else? So, you know, let's go back to topic a bit. Yeah, I mean, cause... we've been around the houses, there. I mean. So I was going to say manipulation abuse. and the progression of abuse. So it's quite, it's quite the reason of, I think the reason we're laughing a bit is because we realize well, too. Quite, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's quite it's a heavy so depressing, topic, this. such a depressing but, topic. No, we need some lighthearted We don't want to do an hour where we're talking about no. trans women. We all know what's going on. We don't need to keep talking about it to you. Mm -hmm. 
But, but, but the reason we do talk about that is because, you know, sometimes you feel like you're just shouting into the void on Twitter. So if you hear us shouting into the void, you don't have to. <laughs> but, uh, but I've been through a lot of things recently and I've had to, you know, get the police involved in certain things that have happened to me. And I'll tell you what, like, I feel like I'm more or less... There's not a lot people can say to me on the internet now that would have any effect on me whatsoever because I've got this inbuilt kind of force field around me now because but I'm in a very lucky... I'm in a very fortunate position in a way, and that fortunate position is that my employer understands if I need some time off and I need some time for stress. They understand where it's coming from. Now, a lot of people don't express it and they don't talk to their employer. And sometimes they can't even because they might have some shitty employer. But I think if you you need to talk to people if you do feel like that. Because I was like having panic attacks. But now I've actually been able to get work to understand. I feel like the weight has lifted massively because when somebody's on when somebody in authority is on your side. When you feel the police are on you. I know people say, like, oh, we shouldn't be dealing with the police and no peace at pride and all that sort of thing, but it's it helped me. So that's all I'll say. Because when, when there is somebody who can advocate for you or speak up for you, that makes a massive difference to Yeah, that to support everything. really helps. It does. Because you're not on your own, are you? And sometimes you don't want to talk to other trans people about it. I don't want to go and mire another trans woman who's probably already got other stressed things. up herself. Yeah, I don't want to go on about what's happening to me to her. Even though we are in a network and we do share this experience, sometimes you think, well, I don't want to start randomly DMing somebody about something that happened to me because, you know, that's no, but it's good that of... you have support at work for. Yeah, but I think I think most people like me. When somebody talks to me about, I understand. Look, I can't. I'll signpost you to the right information, and what I did, how I dealt with it, and that's how I can help you. But you can't be you can't be giving advice to people because everybody deals with things differently, and and I think sometimes. No, people aren't looking for advice actually when they randomly message you. Just want they just want to know somebody's listening. I think that's it. But that's there is an escalation in online abuse. We know it's happening. Yeah. Now now uh, since the Brianna Jai thing, I've been very careful. I did get myself banned on Twitter for a week for calling Piers Morgan something I won't repeat. Yeah, we don't go. We don't need to repeat it. And, uh, <laughs> but I don't think there's any I don't think there's anything to be gained from saying things and I will say it. I don't think there's anything to be gained them saying things like, this is all your fault. The, the, the reason Brianna was killed is because of you or because of... Yes, there are links there, but when you start saying that to individual people, no, don't do that because no. while they might be the worst person in the world to us, that's not going to help us. That just makes us look like we're, we're part of the problem and, and we're all part... We're all... None of us are exempt from that argument on Twitter, are we? Well, all, I think what we need to do is find ways not to contribute to the problem. Mm. And at the same time, we need to disrupt this kind of system. That mm. But if there, the abuse if there's anything, algorithms. If there, is, if there is anything to blame for the rise of trans-hostile rhetoric, let's I put it that way. I don't use the word transphobia anymore. The reason I don't is because it doesn't mean anything anymore. It's, it's trans- it has lost a lot of its meaning, yeah. It has. Because, it, because, you know, I, I say trans-hostile because that's what it is. The reason is the rise of it is because people have allowed, good people have said nothing while abuses have been in front of them. Now, now we need allies and we need people to look at what's happening and understand this isn't this is not good and this shouldn't be happening it's not because of what happened with brian it shouldn't be happening in any way and that that consequence that that sort of domino effect probably does exist but we can't make we're not we're not there to make that connection that that we, we're just trying to make good people see what where it's coming from and we're not we're not making it up 
No, we're not. We're not. We're not hysterical. Well, I am sometimes. Well, sometimes. But yeah. but what I'm saying is, sometimes you feel like, oh God, it's yeah. I'm, I, maybe this is just how the world is, and I just got to get on with it. Well, no, it's not how the world should be, and it isn't the world. It's that narrow tunnel, that narrow tunnel of bandwidth that we all seem to be funneling and bottlenecking into, and when it becomes that intense, stressful, pressurized bottleneck, something's got to give. And unfortunately, some people get hurt. It's a bit like, do you know when you know when the bees leave a hive, and they yes. all swarm out at the same time, and they all fight, and 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 and, and mm-hmm. some they'll be casual. There are casualties there because there's not enough air to breathe. You need to create a, a new situation where there is new. But when air you have a breathe. bottleneck, the pressure increases, doesn't it? Exactly, so, it's about that pressure. So that's why there are casualties because. We are we are contrib- we are also contributing to it because the anger the more angry we get, the more in, the intense the pressure grows. Yes, yeah, is why I'm saying we well, need to find ways of not feeding into the problem of the algorithm, and um, you know the stuff we were talking about around mm-hmm. the manipulation, the progression of abuse. We need to make sure that we don't contribute to that, but we yeah. find ways to, um, you know, disarm it. I, I think I'm not sure my, exactly how we do it, but that's what we need to yeah. focus on. I think me personally, I, I've got to be less tunnel vision about. I think you know, less reactive. I, I, less reactive is the word you're looking for. Yeah, probably. But I want to do like after what happened when we went to the vigil and all that. That kind yeah. of made me think about see all those people there. It was, with, that was with, that vigil was amazing to see so many people there. The park so, was absolutely rammed full of people. That was an amazing thing yeah. to see. I've never seen yeah, that. And that's real world. That's real, that is real things. World. And they weren't. Not, it, that wasn't a park full of trans people. That was a park full of people exactly. who were there to support. So, so, so if anything positive comes out of that, it's to get good yeah. people to sit up and just listen. Like I was listening to, do you know Eva Echo? Yeah, well, did you see what happened to Iraco? She was doing an interview and there yeah, was some did, yeah. abusive kids walk past and that just demonstrates the problem perfectly. Well, I'm going to ask, I, I know Eva a little bit. Yeah, I've met her a couple of times. We should get her on. So, so I was going to ask her if she wanted to come on and yeah. we need to do more interviews with positive people because yeah, like we, we chat to each other and I talk rubbish about tomatoes and that's what this is about. I thought that tomato does... conversation was very interesting, actually. It's well, you know, one of the most I, interesting I, I, things you've ever I, said. Right, great. I'll get. <laughs> I'll write. I'll write a blog. I'll tell you what. I'll start writing blogs about fruit and veg, shall I? And go on gardeners' question time. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought it was funny, but you know what'd be funny, right? This is this would be fun. This would be funny if somebody, you know, question time with uh, Fiona Bruce. If somebody went into the wrong studio. And uh, they were sat in the question time audience and it was something about immigrants. And they put the hand up and go, um, my herbaceous border is not quite growing the way it was planted. Can you can you give me I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm in the wrong studio. I should have been in Gardner's question time. <laughs> and then the Archer's music plays. Oh, my gosh. I think I'm glad. That's the... Oh, uh, that's... Well, uh, where were we? Um, I think we've, um, I think we've run out of time. Well, let's not end. Not on that we that. ever run out of time. I mean, let's end on a high. Let me just have a look at the chat. <clears throat> yeah, there's loads of comments just coming in that we've missed now. Oh, we didn't. We didn't. Uh, there were some people that were at the visual. Do you all have visual. avocados? Do you, do you... Yes, we have avocados. There's loads of those. Um, They're a bit posh, aren't they? Yeah, especially on toast. Avocado. I see what I do. I have toast. Avocados and tomatoes, but I can't get them. Mm. I've got them all. <laughs> I'm just looking up something. You, you chat, Vicky. I've just got to look um, something up on the internet. Loved your interview with Come on, uh, give us... Paul from Ireland. What a sweetheart. We need more like them. Yes, absolutely. Um, mm. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm, I just went. I was looking for something on Twitter, and I've just seen loads of photos of empty baskets again. And people do this, <laughs> don't they? Right? If there's going to be a shortage any, of anything, it's because it's not because there's a shortage. It's because there's a panic. So panic, everybody's well, looking at these. It's hard to panic by tomatoes em- when there aren't any. 
Yeah, but no, but everybody's looking at these empty shelves now. So they'll go out tomorrow, and what they're going to do? They're going to fill a basket full of tomatoes, and at the end of the, and, and by Saturday there will be none. Holly, Holly, have you got any tomatoes you can lend me? <laughs> Holly is uh, um, on me holes, by the way. So yeah, I mean, um, we're sort of pivoting here between fruit and veg and. Yeah. online abuse i'm not mm. sure somebody's yeah oh my god you know what we're talking about online abuse then and i just checked my twitter and you've got and some. guess what guess what the first comment i've seen to me is cool it's you will never have a vulva <laughs> i mean it's Did not even it, it, it just makes me laugh now well that is a ridiculous thing to well, say i mean first of all the first question did you want one particularly no not really okay so there you go unless they're like are they rare, like tomatoes now? <laughs> I want a tomato, not a vulva. <laughs> Half a pound of vulva. On your list of priorities, what's more important? Tomatoes. A pound of tomatoes or... Sex. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll shag for tomatoes. <laughs> yourself. I'm not going that far. <laughs> No, if it was about anyway, avocados, let's... I might change my mind. But anyway, you know. Right. Uh, what other fruit and veg can so, we discuss? Mm, um, it sounds like you want to wrap this up. Like it's I, like think we've run out. I think we've run out. You've come, you've, come, you've, you've come to the end of the grocery we've come to the aisle. End, haven't we? We have. We've come <laughs> to the end of the grocery aisle. It's time to check out. There were no tomatoes, but maybe we'll have more luck next time. Um, yeah. When's our next uh, episode? Um, are we doing Sunday? Not sure if we're doing one Sunday. Um, oh. There's a lot of things I need to get done around the house. Okay, well, whatever you know. The thing is, but if we, we don't work... do it Sunday, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll do yeah. we'll do soon. It'll be soon. We we both work full time, so things yeah, so we've got to kind of fit air, things so... in. It's not always we easy. can't we can't we're not like professional podcasters not where yet. we just do a show every night and we need a team know... we need a team of helpers, don't we? Who can organise all the stuff? <laughs> I think what we'll start. Well, somebody else should do the podcast. <laughs> yeah, could we? Could you we outsource it? I, I I saw something amazing today. Right, you know you can create deep fakes. Mm. There's this program that develop, you you do like a few videos of yourself to mm. the camera, mm. and it copies your voice, and you pr and then once it's got enough information and head movements and stuff, you can get. So we could do a podcast that is just. Because we, we say the same things all the, the time. It looks and anyway. sounds like us, but it's actually robots yeah. or something. Yeah, so we can do that. And then we can stitch it all together. So we can do a podcast every night, but the algorithm will do it. And it just changes the topic each night. Yeah. And yeah then that's a good idea, that. yeah. <laughs> In fact, no, we don't. may have been doing that tonight. Mm. <laughs> but where are we, though? Where are we, though? It's got you thinking. No. Yeah. Are you real? Are you even real? Am I real? What's, Holly, what's real anymore? I don't know. <laughs> well, when, when, Holly, when Holly does her Twitch, she uses an avatar. And I was thinking of doing that. But I need an avatar that looks like me. You know, like Daria. Daria. I model myself on Daria Morgendorfer. Do you know who that is? Have you seen the cartoon Daria? I have no idea what you're talking about. But it sounds Oh! Good. Somebody tell Vicky about and somebody send Vicky some information on send me the info. One of the best cartoons ever. Yeah, Daria was life. like Daria was like a sort of grunge girl cartoon. And I've led a sheltered life eating avocado on toast, so you know. <laughs> what is this podcast about? I've no idea. <laughs> I don't care anymore. But we've checked I... out, we've paid our bills, and it's time to Yeah. Are we going to do the little so song? If anybody, if any, yeah, but I just want to say, if anybody enjoys this, <laughs> well, I enjoy please it. Share. I watch it. Please share. Yeah, we love doing it anyway. If you mm. want to share us or, uh, you know, send our links to anyone who's, you know, out of revenge. <laughs> <laughs> You're really selling it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So, so thanks, thanks for the... all the comments. Thanks for all the entertainment. Yeah, so we're going to do a Don't Forget to Subscribe song. Are you yeah. ready? After one, three, two. Yeah, one. No, we've got to count. I'll count in. Okay. One, two, two three. Three.
Don't, don't, don't forget, forget to, to subscribe. Is there, a, is there a delay on this line? <laughs> Hang on. Let's count to five together. One, two, three, four, three, five. four five. What? Oh, no, we can't do it. Are we supposed to do duet, duets if you're out of sync? I don't know. We're never going to be Lennon and McCartney, are we? No. Right. <laughs> no, we're not. I, we're gonna be Hindley and Brady. We're gonna say <laughs> goodbye. Don't forget to subscribe. subscribe. <laughs> Give over. Give over. Right. Bye. Right. Bye for now. Thanks for tolerating us. <laughs> <laughs>